You're listening to episode 151 of the Healthy Families Rule podcast, Skipping Meals. This is a recording or two that I've done on Facebook Lives this week and just converted them into a podcast. I could just repurpose my own material right here because I felt like the content was really, really good. So please sit back and enjoy this podcast episode. And I do think there's a way you can skip meals. We call this intermittent fasting and you can have a lot of success with it. But what most people are doing is they're just in too big of a hurry that they're not eating, they're forgetting to eat. And then they eat all the wrong things when it's time to eat. And then their blood sugar levels are all over the place and they end up binging on other things that aren't healthy for them. Okay, so this is why a lot of medical professionals and doctors will say, you need to eat six small meals a day. It's to balance blood sugar and to help you lose weight and to feel your best so that, and to boost up your metabolism um, and possible some hormone balance too, so that you don't end up overeating and getting hangry at the end of the day or in midday or whatever, and then eating all the wrong things. Because that's what people will tend to do when they forget to eat. And forgetting to eat is different than intentionally skipping meals. And I wanna make that very clear. Now, within my religion, we do fasting every single month we have a fast and it's a 24 hour fast or two meals that we're not eating when we're not drinking either. And it's a very healthy way to regenerate cells in your body, to clean up the zombie cells and all the rogue cells and to reset your body from zero. So it's a really amazing way to get your body in a healthy place, not to mention to help your willpower around food get stronger and stronger. You're in control of your body. Your body's not in control of you. And that's where a good planned out fast can help you. I was just watching a show on Netflix last night called Limitless. Chris Hemsworth, he's Thor in the movie Thor, and he's awesome. He puts his body through these crazy challenges and these things in order to become healthier. And one of the th- the challenges was doing a four day fast, just a water fast, four days without any food at all. Can you imagine? So he was struggling quite a bit, but he had the help of a coach to kind of get him through that. Who's done this several times. There are communities and populations of people, the Ethiopian Orthodox Christian community, they fast about 250 days a year. Can you believe that? They'll go two days without fasting, no problem. And they're doing that as a sacrifice to their God. It's a, it's a form of worship. And they truly do believe that they don't get sick ever. They're, they're healthier for it. They're in the best shape of their life. Their brain is sharp and focused because they're not eating all day long. We as Americans eat all day long. We turn into grazers. A lot of us hear the words eat six times a day, but if we don't have a solid plan, we're grazing all day long on junk stuff, sugar, carbohydrates, and now the blood sugar is spiking so many times and it gets stored as fat in the body. That becomes the issue for people. And they go, well, they told us to eat six times a day. You don't have a plan around what you're eating and how you're eating. You will gain weight eating that way, okay? So six times a day can work for people, especially for weight loss and other things. If you have a solid plan, that's where a good coach or somebody, a nutritionist, anyone can help you to develop that plan. Don't just go at this thinking you know what to do though. It's a thing. It's a science fact thing, okay? So I would say... 
intermittent fasting. Let's quickly talk about that real fast because that is very helpful for weight loss and regulating blood sugar as well. There is a way to do it. And I'm going to tell you the, the way that I think, in my opinion, is the best way to intermittent fast. Intermittent fasting is basically taking a window of time where you're not eating about 12 hours to 18 hour window. What most people will do is they skip breakfast and they might go into the early early afternoon hours and that's when they have their first meal. Then they might have a bigger meal in the evening and then they don't eat after maybe 8 p.m. and then they don't eat again till maybe 10 or 11 the next morning. And that's the way we've always been taught to intermittent fast. And I found that that way actually does work for a lot of the male people that I've coached. But female and male, actually, both of them, but I found mostly the females do really well eating a bigger breakfast about 8 a.m. in the morning. And then they have like a medium-sized lunch. And then they have a really small dinner, like almost nothing. Okay, so they're not eating in between meals. They're not having the six meals a day if they choose to go the intermittent fasting route. And it can work. There's so many different plans for so many different people. You just have to find what works for you. I'm not a believer that there's one right way for every single person. Your body's like a science experiment. You've got to keep testing it out and seeing what works for you. So if we eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a queen, and dinner like a pauper, what's our main goal here? Our main goal is to try to balance the plate as best as we can. It's not eating whatever we want, however many calories or carbohydrates or sugars or whatever. It's really trying to get a good chunk of protein in first thing in the day, minimum of 20 grams, try to get 50 grams in right in the morning. It's going to keep you satiated and feeling fuller longer, especially when you pair that with a good healthy fat. So we're trying to get a healthy fat on our plate. We're trying to get healthy proteins that are like organic, grass-fed, wild-caught, the best that we can, the best that we can afford at the time. And then we're also trying to get some good carbohydrates. And so sometimes some still cut oats that are gluten-free or organic, or perhaps some quinoa or wild rice in the morning, just a little fourth a cup or something is actually an amazing thing to have first thing in the morning. And then you've got maybe some veggies on your plate as well in the morning and you've got your protein. Maybe you have a little smoothie. Maybe you have some Greek yogurt with a drizzle of honey and some raspberries on there. There's so many things we can do to get you having a nice big plate of food, the kind that's going to feel balanced in your body to keep you satiated longer. And then you're not going to snack in between and maybe your next meal is at 2 p.m. Okay. So if you ate at eight, you gave your body some rest. You went at 2 p.m. You could eat again, give your body a long rest. And then if you need something in the evening, it might be something like a little protein shake or a little smoothie or a little bowl of steamed veggies, a little cup of soup, something very, very small because our body does not want to be digesting a bunch of food in the evening time. It really doesn't. The best time for our body to digest is when the fires are burning hot and that is mid morning to about 2 PM. Okay. Right in there. So I think the biggest and best meals are kind of earlier in the day. If you ask me from what I've learned, my experience as a coach, my experience in the the nutrition field and following so many people and hearing so many things, this is what I've seen work the best. If you're going to do the intermittent fasting route, if you're going to do the six small meals route, just find a good coach to work with. I work with people all the time on this and we, we figure out a good plan that works for them to eat that way. What I'm trying to say is don't skip meals because you're too busy. 
because you didn't think about it or you have, you have too much going on and you just forget about it. That's not a good way to lose weight and be healthy. I promise you, you will end up binging later on or you will overeat on things that are not good for your body. You just will. Your cortisol levels will start to go up and you'll go, I just really craving this other thing right now. And then you won't be thinking with your higher brain. You're going to be all over the place there. Okay. And we talked about some of that stress eating stuff yesterday, but that does take place when you're skipping meals on, um, on the regular. And if you are skipping meals, maybe you're not eating enough calories. I've seen this happen too, where people need to get to their baseline for what their calorie intake is. You have to figure that out. There's calculators that do that online. Once you start nourishing your body with the right amount of calories, you do that for several weeks. Well, now if it might have gained what you might have gained weight in that process, but you your body feels safe to now lose weight because you've been starving yourself and doing all this crazy stuff for so long. So you might have to get to baseline calorie first, which might be about 2000 or 2400 calorie. I don't know. We've got to figure it out for your body. But you have to calculate that and track that every day for a while to know what that feels like in your body so your body's getting nourished well. And then you can start to do a, re a calorie restrictive diet. This is just what I've seen work for people when they've kind of abused their body for so long and they've start, starved themselves or they've just done that on purpose to punish their body. Okay, not good. So we want to get you to a healthy place so that your body will lose weight if you have weight to lose. Anyway, I hope that this video made sense. And I'm sorry it was already too long today, but it was really all about, do I condone skipping meals? And the truth is, if you're gonna plan it out like an intermittent fast or a religious fast, absolutely, like do it. Try it and see if it works for you. <coughs> it's getting too much of a bad rap from too many people. And I think they haven't looked into the science well enough and to see the results that a lot of people have had from doing intermittent fasting. So it can be an amazing thing. But if you're just skipping meals and not planning it, and this is just kind of a off the cuff of your pants or whatever, and just flying off the seat of your pants every day and not eating and too busy, I don't think that's smart. I really don't. Let's not do that. Let's eat regularly. Okay, let's get back to eating more regular small meals a day or little fuelings or whatever you do to balance your blood sugar. Okay, if you need help from a coach, let's chat. Just, just book a consult call with me. We can get on a call and talk about this. If you want some help around any stress in your life, you're going to come to Stop Worrying Week. That starts on Monday. So grab your ticket to that. Go to healthcoachheather.com and then you will see Stop Worrying Week. I want to teach you how to stop worrying because we don't want those stress levels getting too high either. Okay, that can really wreak havoc when you're trying to lose weight and get healthy. So we're coming upon the holidays now. Big time for stress eaters and fill in all the emotions and eating all your emotions. So I want to just help you through that so that you don't find yourself in that place of binge eating or stress eating. This morning I was listening to a really good TED talk by a lady named Trisha Nelson who gave this really great acronym, P-E-P, PEP, on um, how we can check in to see how we're using food if we're binge eating or stress eating. So the first one, the P, the first P stands for painkiller. Are you using food as a painkiller, not to fill your emotions? You're pushing those emotions down and you're numbing them with food. So are you using food as a painkiller? This is where as a coach, a life coach, 
to get my clients to a place where they can maintain a good weight loss and feel their absolute best, they must have the tools and understand the right tools for overcoming the emotions that are going to come up around all of that junk food that they ate before they lost the weight because those because <coughs> those emotions will surface again and if you don't know how to deal with them you're going to go right back and gain the weight again and you'll be this yo-yo dieter and that's what I don't want for people you have to have the tools and understand how am I using food am I using food first as a painkiller secondly the e in pep stands for escape am I using food to escape my life somehow is my life so crazy with all these kids and whatever's going on right now with my spouse or an illness or a disease or finances or whatever that I'm using food to escape my life? It's a good thing to ask yourself. And how do we not get you to escape your life, but to embrace your life, the good and the bad parts of your life so that you can really know what it's like to feel like a human who has good times and bad times and you're okay with both. You don't have to eat or escape or use food as a painkiller. And then the last P in the PEP acronym was punishment. Did you know a lot of people use food as punishment? And that is why they overeat or binge eat. They're almost punishing themselves and then they feel guilty and then they eat more. And it's this endless cycle. And so are, we have to look at the ways we're eating food and using food. If we're not using food for fuel, but more of pleasure and enjoyment, why? Is it, is it a painkiller for something that's going on in our life? Is it an, an escape? Is it a punishment? And once you get awareness around that, you can really start making better decisions for yourself. And the better decisions you would probably make is, I don't want to keep junk food in my house because right now there might be some excess stress and I know that I will turn to the junk food. So I just get all of that out of my house. Don't even have the temptation there. Another thing you could do is to distract yourself. Distract yourself with some healthier habits. Go for a walk. Do some meditation, some journaling, some yoga, some breath work. Go get a massage. Do some self-care. Have a community that you can turn to for support who understands what you're going through. Don't try to go at things alone and hide things and isolate yourself because bad things always happen in the dark, right? When we try to hide something, that's when like dark stuff and hurtful stuff and painful stuff starts to happen. The binging and then the guilt. And I would also say, stop people pleasing. A lot of people pleasing people, they end up overeating because they're overfeelers. They're saying yes too much. And then they have this thought of at the end of the day of, well, I just deserve a treat. I deserve this because they've taken care of so many people and said yes to so many things. Where are you not taking care of yourself? What is it emotionally where your needs are not getting met that you're turning to food to meet those needs? Perhaps it's a hug. Perhaps it's a good listening ear, a friend to talk to. Perhaps you just need to sit. And just be with your emotions and go, what's going on here? How can I help you feel better? Talk to yourself like you're talking to a little child and try to console yourself and help yourself through that and use some healthy coping mechanisms, not unhealthy ones, to get you where you want to be. And then in the end, the result is 
now you have this amazing life where your cortisol levels aren't spiking like crazy and driving you to eat all this food, but rather your hormones are balanced and that's helping you now lose weight and get a grip on your life, which is what you ultimately want. So if you have a lot of stress right now, if you're stress eating, if, you are mo if you're an emotional eater, I want to invite you to come to Stop Worrying Week. This is a five-day training with me on Zoom calls. We start Monday, December 5th. It goes through the 9th. It's at 10 o'clock every morning. There's replays, so don't worry if you can't make it live. But I'm going to teach you how to really get a handle on your emotions. We're going to do some mindfulness tools, and I'm going to be coaching a lot. So if you want to overcome your stresses and your worries, go grab your ticket. It's only 39 bucks for the whole five days with me. It's going to be well worth it, well worth your time to do that. Okay, go to healthcoachheather.com and get yourself signed up or check the link in my profile. All right, so other than that, we're coming on the holidays. This is a good time just to step back. Notice how you're using food. Make better decisions for your life. Have a coach, have a community to turn to. And know you're not alone, you're a human being. And the more stressed we get, the more cortisol our body produces, which puts us in a state of using that primal brain, that monkey brain, which wants short-term pleasure. So it's very logical to think that your body would want the junk food versus the broccoli, the carrots, the spinach, the, the chicken breast, right? It, it doesn't want the long-term benefit. It wants the short-term totally normal. But let's help your brain start making better decisions for your future self and learn how to stay in a really calm state so that you can use that prefrontal cortex, your higher brain, instead of that primal brain to make the decisions. And then your decisions will all be from a place of calm and relaxed and goal setting. You'll make better decisions for yourself. So let's get you mentally healthy. Let's get you physically healthy. And as we head into 2023, if you'd like to have a coach helping you and supporting you and holding your hand through all of this, I would be honored to be your coach. Okay, so just reach out to me. All right, I hope that this was helpful today. Have a great rest of your day. You know where to find me. Bye-bye.